Hey everyone, I am Reva and just want to take a moment and thank you for listening to our studio podcast. Although we are here in Greenville, South Carolina, we are grateful for your support to see the message of Jesus go out all over the world. In case you are not aware, we have a YouTube channel, which you can find the link in our podcast bio. We hope you enjoy this week's talk and it encourages you and it helps you to be the human God designed you to be. So with that, let's get right to it. Gosh, good morning, you guys. Good morning on the 28th day of 2024. We are almost done with the first month of the year, so I hope you are doing all the things that you want to do because time is moving really fast. Um, I'm excited to spend time, and I wanted to talk this morning about what I am um, seeing and sensing for 2024, what I feel like God has for us. And um, since it's moving right along really fast, um, we better do this thing. Um, yeah, so it's been so good. You know, God's such a good father. He is love. And um, that's probably one of the first things um, that I got to know about God when I'm, someone asked me, what's your favorite thing about God? It's like, that's a really big question. I'm like, his love? Who doesn't love his love? There's nothing like it. In uh, 1 John 4, 19, it says, we love because he first loved us. Love is such a powerful thing. You know, but there's different stages of love. You know, if you've been married for any length of time, you just know like it, what it looks like at the beginning doesn't, no, it's not always what it looks like every day or even 10 years, 20, 30 years um, down the road. I want to actually take... Um, a moment and find out like who's been married for like stand up if you've been married for five years or more in this room i'm let's just find out who's sitting around us five years or more okay stay standing if you've been married for 10 years or more stay standing if you've been married for 20 years or more i know this is when it starts getting good these guys you want to ask them about love uh 30 if you've been married for 30 years or more Okay, yep, we're going to be 35 years or more. Wow. 40 years or more? 40 years or more? Wow. 42 years or more? 44 years or more? 45? 48? Oh, 48, 49. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm just going to give you guys a round of applause. 40, how many? Uh, give them a round of applause. 50? 51 and a half. Was there a marriage over here? 49 years. So cool. Carmela, are you standing up too? 55 and a half. I almost missed it. Congratulations. So if you want to know about love, is there one more? Yeah. Go on. Right here. Someone's, how many years? 51 and a half. Congratulations. If you want to know about love and what it looks like to choose uh, someone for an extended period of time, these are great people to talk to. Um, that's my favorite thing about God is who he is as the person of love. But in my experience with love, it is a journey. What it looks like on the first day isn't always what it looks like down the road. You know, Eric and I went to do errands yesterday and um, I had sent in an order of photos to be uh, printed and we were going to pick them up. But I never told Eric about this because we were doing all these other things. And um, later, after we had gone through various errands, uh, we were headed home. And I said, can we go just one more place? And he, 
the thing is, it wasn't the first time I said that. It was like the third time I said that. And, um, and I go, I printed pictures. I'd love to go pick them up. And he's like, oh, I really want to go home. And I'm like, I'm sorry, could we just go one more place? And he's like, well, because I love you, we'll go get the pictures. And I'm like, I feel so loved. Thank you so much. So, but it wasn't always like that. You know, in the beginning, when Eric and I met, we were in college. We were in college in Santa Cruz, Cal- or Scotts Valley, uh, California by Santa Cruz. And uh, I was, a, we were full-time college students. I was also working a lot through the week because I was on an academic scholarship so that I could pay for school and then having to work so that I could pay for school. So it was a time that was very busy. It didn't have a lot of time in my life. Um, Um, But it's interesting when your life seems full and you seem like, gosh, I don't have a lot of options because my life is already full. And then I met Eric and for some reason I found time to hang out with Eric. Um, I realized that, you know, once you um, find something that catches your eye or you start to invest and then you start um, to give a part of your heart, um, there are other things that you don't need as much, like sleep, or <laughs> you, I realized that I could wake up at four in the morning and do my homework for my eight o'clock class. You're like, oh, there's other times that you could get things done. Um, and, and then even after uh, our, remember our first big date that we went on, uh, you know, cause there's progression of relationship. In the beginning, you're just friends. And then people are like, oh, do you like them? Oh no, we're just friends. And I'm like, well, maybe we're special friends. So then you go to special friends. They're like, well, now, I guess, no, we're, we're fully dating. And we went on our first big date and we went over the mountain to uh, San Jose area. It's like a half an hour drive. And it's very distinct, the geography there, because one is on the coast and then you go over this little mountain and then you're in the valley kind of on the other side, San Jose. And uh, we went to Spaghetti Factory for a nice dinner because when you don't have a lot of money, Spaghetti Factory is a good place to go. So we were having so much fun at that stage of our relationship. You know, it's just a lot of giggling laughing like you're the coolest person everything you say is so funny and um, we're just enjoying ourselves so we have a nice dinner and then we're headed back over the mountain to the coast and just enjoying laughing and very um, enthralled enveloped in each other in conversation and it's only a half an hour drive and we didn't realize it but we had been driving for a half an hour maybe even 40 minutes and the signs were not saying you're going back to Santa Cruz they started saying like Vacaville or Reading which is the opposite direction it's like if you were going to go to Hendersonville you end up in um down in Columbia somewhere instead like geographically it's not even like anyone who has eyes to see the landscape would know but we didn't at that time because we had other priorities. It's interesting where, when you are encompassed in something, especially in love, how your priorities change. And that's how it was, that's how I've experienced when Eric and I got together. But I tell you, 26 and a half years later, our love is, there's still love. It's really deep. It looks like different things. Now it looks like, would you go please take me to go get my photos? Um, (laughs) And he was so kind to do that. Um, But as we've stepped into uh, 2024, and I am seeking God and we're worshiping, I can tell you that the Lord is drawing us and he's pouring out something fresh for us. And no matter how we've known God thus far, he's calling us back into a place of fiery love. Because that's what happens when he pours out his spirit. His spirit, it starts to awaken us. And um, 
I don't know how you were when the first time you said yes to Jesus, but I had never known a love like that before. I had never known a love that actually puts broken things back together inside of my heart. I'd never known something that comes and takes and, and fills the holes in my life. And so after walking in within so many years, I have so many different experiences. And sometimes we choose, love is always a choice. We love because we choose to. But a lot of times there's a feeling and a warmth to love as well. It's both. You kind of, you've been married for more than a day or more than an hour. You just know, like it just goes. Like sometimes you just feel like, oh, I just want to hug you. And sometimes you just hug because you choose to. And you want to be around them. Um, and you choose to love them. And even in my relationship with the Lord, a lot of times it's choosing, it's sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of praise. I might be tired this morning, but I'm going to praise you anyways. But I tell you, he's pouring out something. Even in our times of worship, I can feel him. He's pouring something out where it's fresh, where I haven't even had to choose in a way. It's like, I don't want anything else. It's the kind where I don't know where we ended up driving because all I'm interested in is in one thing right here. And so as we enter into 2024, I just say, Studio, let's turn our attention because what God is pouring out, he's giving us exactly what we need for what he has for us. And it's more of his spirits, more of his presence. Because you know that the Bible talks about the presence of God being like a fire? Like that's an intense thing to say. Fire is very powerful. We lived in Redding, California, and years ago, there was a fire that came from a car that had a um, flat tire, and it was a hot, dry time of year. And so the fire grew very fast. And, you know, fire can, I said, in half a minute, fire can double. Like fire can, is so powerful. And fire will consume anything that can be consumed. And so that fire raged towards our city and burnt down over 1,200 homes inside the city. It was very scary. At one point, it got so hot, it created what they called a fire NATO, a tornado. And it actually began to destroy at the crazy speed. You would think you would have enough time to, to run and leave. Um, and it was very, very destructive. By the mercy of God, it actually turned around and left our city. So it didn't burn down the entire city. But it was very scary. But fire is a very powerful thing. So when God calls himself a consuming fire, that is a very big thing. So we're in his presence and we're in the presence of one who consumes, is a consuming fire. I'm like, ooh, this is powerful, God. And that's who you are to us. In um, Exodus, in just the beginning um, of Moses' journey of bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, God, um, Moses encounters God in a burning bush. It's an angel of the Lord appears in a bush burning, and God calls Moses out of him, out of it. And then later on in Exodus, on the Mount Sinai, Moses is leading Israelites, and Moses says, and the, uh, the presence of God was on top of Mount Sinai in a cloud, and he calls Moses up into the cloud. And it, the Israelites look up to Mount Sinai, and they say, the presence of God was like a consuming fire. So even the appearance of it. And um, the one thing about fire as well is fire burns things that can be burned. And if it can't be burned, and for like precious metals, stone, um, it purifies them. It can um, clean them. But for precious metals like gold and silver, it's actually part of the purification process as it's um, being melted. The impurities 
come to the top and they can peel them off and become more pure. And that's what happens when we're in the presence of God, when we're in the one who actually sets your heart on fire, things get separated. And even if you're not even seeking that, and that's what I've already been experiencing this year, we're in times of worship and we're we're stepping in closer, just calling God who he is. You're holy, you're holy. And something changes. The things, when we get closer to him, you're getting closer to that fire. But there's things in your life that as you get closer, they can't come with you. Things that we've held on to. I've just even experienced like the things that aren't pleasing to him, the things that aren't holy in us, the pride, the arrogance, the, um, the strife, you name it, the, the selfishness. As we get closer to love, love is completely different. And he's calling us into a deeper place. And there are things that were okay last year, or maybe we, we were okay with them. But as we move forward and look to him, that they're not okay. But the beautiful thing is, is that we're in a place where he's actually igniting our heart with his love, it actually isn't very hard. You know how there's, sometimes you have to choose and it's a big cost, but sometimes when your love's on, when your heart's on fire and there's just a fresh intoxicating love, it's actually a biggest gift to be able to say, I, I would actually be honored to be able to, to let go of these things. I don't want to hold on to offense anymore. That's actually not what I desire. I have been disappointed. I've had things that I was expecting and they didn't turn out. And if we hold on to them, they actually begin to paralyze us. They paralyze us from actually living uh, for a, a dreaming, for a hope in the future and what God has called us to. But as many of us, as we begin to look to him, we're going to have to let go of those things. And it's a beautiful process, but it's actually a refining process. Because we, you know, fire, also you get refined in fire by trials, by tests. God uses it all for our good. But I feel like he's calling us into a place to actually be refined in his presence because he is a consuming fire. And so that's what we say yes to this year and, um, and say yes to who he is. I love Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29. It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably and with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Let us know who God is, not just as the person of love, but one who consumes things that cannot, that can be burned and what cannot be burned because that's what we want to go through is through the fire of God, but actually learn to walk in a place where we carry it as well, that we don't just know about his love, but we actually live in it and have been purified by his love. Um, David was known as a man after God's own heart. I love reading the Psalms because you get to see a lot of David's prayer, his journey, his struggles, and you see all the emotions in, 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 of humanity. And um, one thing is David loved God with everything, even in his sin and his weakness. Um, we see Psalms 51. He comes back. It's a chapter of repentance before God. And I want to share this because I believe that as God is pouring out his spirit, there's also an invitation to come closer. And see, we're really powerful. We can choose to respond however we want. Like we don't have to choose God. We don't actually have to turn and look to him because our lives are very busy and full and even full of really good things. But I would say we're so powerful that we get to choose what we look at. And as we look to God, I believe he's going to rearrange things in our lives. Just how my life was full before I met Eric. I don't know how I had time for him. But as soon as I started to just entertain and enjoy 
all of a sudden things change. I'm like, well, you can make time from anywhere. <laughs> like there's things that can fall off um, and adjust. And I believe that the Lord is calling us into a place where we are saying yes to him and receiving what he has. And in it, we're being shaped and formed. Because you know that's what happens in his presence and in love. Like we don't stay the same. Like who you are right now, if you, um, as you're in the presence of God and we see you a week later, a month later, it's impossible to stay the same. We can't even hold on to the same things because we're changed and we become more like him. And that's what he's calling us into. So David, he's in, um, he sinned, he uh, was with Bathsheba and this is his prayer of repentance in Psalms 51. I'm gonna read a couple of verses through it because in, in, as I'm reading this, my prayer is that we would begin to just open up our hearts and take time to examine our own hearts so we wouldn't just come receive worship, but actually that we'd step into a place where God is light and we're gonna step into the light and actually let him change who we are as well. And so as, we, as I'm reading this, my prayer is that Holy Spirit would just begin to soften our hearts but open our eyes even if there's anything inside of us that as we move into 2024, that's not supposed to go with us. So Psalms 51 verse one says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my my transgression and my sin is always before me. I love that David actually takes time to acknowledge. Do you know that's one of a big part of repentance is actually knowing what we're turning from. There's things that develop and that we end up becoming a norm for us. We're like, actually, I didn't realize that my life is all about me. Like I'm the center of everything that I do. I'm like, oh, wow. And I work a lot of times just to preserve myself and protect myself and promote myself. Like, that's the opposite of what love does. Like, oh, I actually want to become more like you. So, Lord, I acknowledge that, and I lay it down. He continues, verse 6. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and the hidden part you will make known, make me to know wisdom. And then my favorite is verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I believe that this is a time where we have an opportunity to respond to what God's inviting us into. I believe there's an invitation, but he's also providing his spirit, which is grace and kindness because he's actually filling our heart with love. There's a scripture in Ephesians, and this one I feel, this one you could say it's easy to go, gosh, this must be for somebody else. But I just want to encourage us this morning to even... Be courageous to know, God, is there anything in me that, that you want to highlight or to show me so that I can give it to you? Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24 says, And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteous and holiness. So he's talking about our new, to put on a new man being like God. And verse 25 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And verse 27, and do not give the devil a foothold. Can you guys say a foothold? Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their hands. 
that they may have something to share with those in need. I was the youngest. I have an older sister. My set of cousins that were around me, I was the youngest in that group as well. And so being the youngest, you just have to learn to figure out what are the small holes you can crawl in if something happens or um, uh, learn how to run fast because they're stronger than you. Um, So when we would play... I would definitely sometimes find myself in situations where I would need to be running for safety from them. Not that I would do anything wrong or antagonizing, um, being the youngest. But I remember when you're running um, and you could find safety, you just had the biggest thing for me is if I could get through the door to shut it, then I would be fine. But the problem would be if I was running and they were too close and I go to shut the door, if they could put their foot in there, I'm like, oh, it's over. Because they were stronger than me and they could wiggle that door open. And I just like, oh, so you had to run fast enough to shut the door, whether you want to keep them out of the bathroom, keep them out of your room, keep them out of the house. You know, I, I have so many snares going in my mind. Um, <laughs> But I always knew you just did not want them to get a foot in that door because once that happened, like it was the full on struggle. And I just want to say that there's things that we might have in our lives that we don't even realize where we're giving the devil a foothold in our lives, meaning he still has access point to us, even though we're like, we love God, we love people, we're doing our best, and there's things that are coming in, and they are kind of tormenting and taunting us um, in our lives, but we've given them access. And I tell you that there's, there's, whether it's pride, arrogance, strife, offense, even disappointment, I mean, you name it, it could be anything that really is stuff we'd partner with that we um, don't realize it, and we're like, gosh, I don't know why I feel so much dissension right now. I don't know why I feel so fast to go, what is wrong with them? And why do I just like these people and not those people? I can feel just lingering around somewhere so fast that um, the level of division that's trying to come in, in relationships. I'm talking to people and people are so fast to pick up stuff, pick up judgment, pick up opinion about how someone's responding, living, doing. I'm like, oh gosh, what are we following God trying to do our best? And this is what we're doing. I just want, and I don't, I don't, um, I'm not even exempting myself. I'm just saying all of us, I just, God is calling us into something deeper and his love covers a multitude of sin, but also all those of us who choose love and choose to look at him, there's something that he's shaping, wants to shape us in a special place, in an intimate place. And it doesn't happen just when we are, um, listening to something. It's actually an engaging, like we're choosing to give our life and choosing to put our directions and our heart in one, in one spot. And so what I'd like to do as I'm closing, and Jeffrey, if you'd be able to come up, um, I want to invite us into a space of response. I know this was, it's a pretty fast way to go about this, but as we are stepping into 2024, God is pouring out his spirit. He is doing something new, and in it, it's because he has something for us. He has something for us, and I don't want to miss it. I want everything that he has. He's such a good father. And so I would love for us to even posture our hearts to be open. Um, I want to take a moment just to pray, um, and and even praying David's prayer that the Lord would search me and know me, that he would know me. um, And if there's anything that's not pleasing to him, to him in our lives, that we'd be able to give that to him. Because you have to understand, in purity, there is clarity. In, in purity, there is clarity. I have backpacked a lot in my life, so 
putting a backpack on, yes, with all the stuff that you would do to sleep outside, eat, and go to the bathroom outside, all that stuff. I say that because a lot of people are like, where do you go to the bathroom? Outside. Um, uh, in Northern California, they have the Trinity Alps, which are just gorgeous mountains. They're very um, tall. They have granite faces. Um, and then they have lakes often in those granite faces at, um, up in the mountaintops. And we would hike up there and go camping and hang out. And, and I love it. And one of my favorite things about it is the level of clarity up there. Like even when I start on the trail, start walking, you know, you'll walk five miles, nine miles, getting up there, packing in. And there's, without the pollution of sound, of different things, there's so much clarity. At nighttime, we um, sit around the fire or even without the fire and look at the stars. And the stars, it's so dark up there because there's no light pollution. And you just see the clarity of the night sky. And I, it's so easy for me to see, hear, and feel God out there. And then you go and look at the lakes. There's these lakes, and they stock them with fish up there. And um, so you walk around, and it is so clear because they're not dirt bottoms. There, a lot of them are rocks on the bottom. So it's uh, very clear, and you can see all the way to the bottom. Very cold as well. Um, but it's because with purity there is clarity, and it's true in the spirit as well, and true with us. Anybody else want clarity here? No, what are we doing? What is God saying? Where is God out at? The more that we are purified in his love, the better we're gonna see. And we're called to, we're called to live um, knowing him, but also walking with him. I love Matthew 5, 8. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's time for us to see the Lord. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to, I'm gonna pray. But in, in my praying, I just want to invite you just to take a moment before God with everything that I've shared and everything that we know He's doing. Is there anything in your life that doesn't need to move forward with you in 2024? As you move closer to the Lord and as you look to Him, are there things that you need to let go of? Because I don't want to leave here this morning without doing business inside of each of us. Yeah, so God, we look to you today. God, and we say we love you. We love you, Lord, and we trust you. And I thank you, Lord, for pouring out your spirit. I thank you for providing always. Yeah, thank you for what you're calling us into as well. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you to search us and to know us. God, and show us if there's anything in us, even our behavior, our attitude that we've let kind of creep in, even if it's stuff that nobody else knows, even mindsets. I pray that you would show us, God, if there's anything that we need to let go of, repent from, and stop holding on to, and hold on to you instead. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your love that covers a multitude of sin. And even things maybe that have happened to us, what your love covers, what your love fills and heals. Yeah, so I invite your love right now today into our hearts.
Yeah, and I ask God that you would purify us with your fire, that you would come and be a consuming fire to us. Yeah, thank you for making us more like you, God. Yeah, so ask right now, God, we ask you to come in and fill our hearts. And I pray that we would be tender and moldable, that we wouldn't be hard. Yeah, and... Um, and reject what you have for us, God, but we would be tender and open. Yeah, and I pray, God, that as we look to you, that we'd become more like you. Yeah, and that you would um, intoxicate us with your love, that we'd be a people whose hearts are set on fire for you. Yeah, and a people that even through the journeys of life, even in year five, 10, 30, 40 of knowing you and knowing your love, that we'd be a people that never leave our first love. Yeah, I pray today that you would make your love fresh and new today in us. The kind of love that doesn't want to look anywhere else. Yeah, I thank you for your love. So we pray, God, create in us a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within us. Do not cast us away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from us, God. Yeah, we love you and we look to you, Lord. And I thank you for what you have for us this year. I just pray a blessing over everybody in this house. I pray that what you give the Lord, that you would experience way more than you could ever lay down for him. That you would experience love beyond what you've ever known. I pray that even as you leave today, that God would love on you in ways that only you would know. Yeah, and that he would open your eyes and your ears, that you'd be so aware of what he's doing and saying, even a whisper, that you, you would know what he's doing and what he's saying. Yeah, so we, I bless you. I bless you to receive all that God is giving. I bless your spirit to receive all that he's pouring out. God, may we not miss one thing. Yeah, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's talk. If you're interested in learning more about Studio here in Greenville, you can go check out our website, studiogreenville.com. And you can give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is studio.greenville. Have a great week.